Good day, everyone, and thank you for joining us in this episode of Taking the Road Less Traveled Through a Disrupted World with David Irvin and myself, Allie Stone. Our intent in this podcast is to have open-hearted, real conversations about our authentic journey through this disrupted time in our world. And we also feel that what we learn from this journey will be able to apply to an emerging new world when we come out the other side. In our commitment to make a difference to difference makers, we want to use this podcast to explore what's happening in this time in our lives, and as well as what's happening in the lives of those of you who are committed to making a difference, making a difference the authentic way. Now, David's mission is to connect leaders to their authentic selves which inspires and enables them to have a meaningful impact on their organizations, communities, and even their families. David says leadership at its core is about influence and it has nothing to do with our titles or the letters behind our names or even the sizes of our offices. Leadership is about the capacity to inspire others to action. It truly is about making a difference. And Allie Stone has joined me on this journey as she has a deep understanding of what it means to lead authentically. She has spent the last 15 years of her career exploring what caring leadership looks like and how organizations can be built from the heart and still be truly successful. For Allie, leadership is life. She believes anything involving human connection is all interconnected in the experience of living. And she is passionate about working with other leaders who are inspired to create something similar. It is her belief that sharing her lessons will help other leaders gain deeper insights and understanding as to the infinite possibility that lies ahead for each of us when we connect with our hearts. Welcome. It's another week of the Other Everest podcast. And uh, David and myself, Ali, are so happy to be here with you. So um, we've had an interesting couple of weeks and lots of really great conversations. And this week, uh, I am into a workshop on courageous leadership <laughs> and what courage looks like. And uh, Dave and I have been digging into this, and I thought this would be a fabulous podcast topic. I love the idea, the notion of a courageous leader. Um, but to truly define it, uh, takes a little more digging than I had initially thought. And so I thought we could talk a little bit about that today and both of our views on what courage is and maybe a little bit about how that shows up, uh, in leaders. And, uh, hopefully we'll have a, a an engaging conversation for you today. So hi, Dave, how are you? Oh, I'm excellent as always. And, uh, it's always great to have these conversations with you. I, I, I know that I learn a lot from them, and I just hope that our, that our listeners gain as much from these conversations as we gain from each other. So we were just talking about this notion of courage and that it's more than being strong. It's more than taking a stand. It, it has to really, in order to be courageous, there's a requirement here to examine what our motives are mm -hmm. and like I can I could go to us I could be a bully 
in an organization. I could be a bully in a playground and call myself courageous because I think a lot of people equate courage with power. Mm -hmm. But you are talking about authentic courage, which says if I'm going to take a stand for something, which is what it requires to be courageous, I'm going to take a stand for something. That stand better serve all of the stakeholders. It better have an intent for the betterment of, of people that I serve, of which that if, if I'm going to take a stand on a decision, my motive better be that I want that stand to serve all the people that are impacted by that decision in order for you and I to call that courageous. Otherwise, it's inauthentic courage, which really in our books, I would suggest isn't courage at all. So I might have our listeners look at where they have, where they are being called to be courageous right now, where we are, where you're being called, where I'm being called to be courageous, and then ask, who does this serve? What are your thoughts, Ellie? You know, you could look at that from the other side too. I, yeah, asking what the intent is, is so incredibly important what is the reason that I'm doing this? And whether that's as a leader or a person, but is my intent about me or we? Is it about us? Is it about coming together? Is it about um, the betterment of society and ourselves? Or is it for, you know, lack of a better word, more selfish reasons, um, more separate reasons? <laughs> that separate us from other human beings, right? And you could use the word fear, right? Or is is my intent about, is my intent coming from a place of fear or is it coming from a place of, you know, bringing us, bringing me together and bringing me together with other people and am I here to serve or am I here to separate, right? So I think that there's a really uh, interesting piece in that we were just kind of talking a little bit about Rosa Parks. And that's a very interesting story because I said to you right away, she's the courageous leader that I want to highlight in the workshop. And I'm, I don't think either of us deny that she's courageous, but her courage showed up in a quiet, unwavering kind of way. And the story of Rosa Parks is, you know, we all generally most people know, you know, she, she sat uh, at the front of the bus and refused to move. And she was an African-American woman and um, obviously was arrested and put in jail because uh, racial segregation was a big thing in the South at that time. And uh, she was put in jail, but there's so much more to that story as I dug into her. And I was actually fascinated um, by how it all transpired. So it turned out that Martin Luther King caught wind of what had happened with Rosa Parks. And he, he used her story in the civil rights movement and the uprising that was beginning to come in the Southern US at that time. And there was actually a boycott on the American bus transit system for 380 days. And so people didn't ride a bus for 380 days because this woman and whatever her reason was in that exact moment, but she also um, changed the face of history. And I think that 
um, I was also saying to you that her, uh, you know, her life story, you know, we all know this moment, <laughs> but she showed up as a courageous leader throughout her entire, her, her entire life, right? She served the U.S. in an incredible way and helped open up the lens through which people would come to see the world. And then in her later years, she would do nothing but give back to society and and help kids, you know, white and African-American and any kind of descent learn about the civil rights movement and how that all happened and become aware so that hopefully these things never happen to people again. And that these children can be raised with beliefs that then transcend even her. And to me, that is just so incredibly courageous. So, you know, is courage, does courage happen in a moment? Yeah, <laughs> we make a decision for sure. But I also think we make a decision to live courageously. And I think that's how I would describe Rosa Parks. I think she lived a courageous, beautiful and meaningful life. And I think that's very evident if you uh, sit down and read her full, full story. Um, and there's so much of that around us if we stop to look at it, you know? So if there was somebody on that bus that used force to take Rosa Parks and move her to the back of the bus, who was literally stronger than her, moved her to the back, then you ask, well, he stood for a principle or she stood for a principle. Undoubtedly, it would have been a white person who came to the front of the bus and said, no, you're moving to the back. Now, is that courageous? Based on our conversation today, no, because it would be self-serving and it would be coming from fear. Yeah. And so we don't have dibs on how you define courage, but we are taking the liberty here to define courage in our own way, which says you can't come from fear and call it courage. Yeah. Um, unless... Although I've made some, I've made some courageous decisions in my life and taken courageous actions when I was afraid, but my intent was beyond self-service. My intent was to serve the greater good. So I'm, I would ask our listeners to reflect on that. And I, I'll tell you, I'm going to make this really personal. And you know, I shared this with you last week that I am currently really examining some of my deepest fears in my life. And one of my deep fears is that my dad had a severe breakdown and was out of commission for five years, had taken early retirement and from depression and mental illness and instability, uh, he went through a real dark time. Now he emerged from that as, a, as an artist and really found his voice. But I think unknowingly, I have carried around that fear all of my life and I've always, or very often, most often, played it safe and, play, and colored within the lines and, and served people within the lines and given clients what they want. But I'm emerging from a place of saying, I really confronted this fear last week and my, my courage is to say, 
I don't need to be afraid. I'm a very different person. And it's an interesting because we uncovered a, a letter that my dad wrote me that, that I found and reading his letter to me about this whole thing last week, which, which is really synchronistic. What came to my mind was that I don't need to be afraid of this. And I'm going to start to be courageous to just simply be who I am. And I mean, I've been teaching this stuff for 30 years and that which we are most capable of teaching is what we're most in need of developing. So this has been something that I've been working with my entire adult life is to have the courage to be myself. But I have only one motive. So I am based on our definition today, I'm gonna to call it courageous because I wanna make the world better. And I want to bring more of myself to my work without being so careful about being appropriate or doing it right. I'm simply going to put my flag down and one step at a time be more of myself and stop worrying about what the world thinks. And I want to not come from fear anymore. So I don't know where this is going, but I do know that this is where, where I am intentionally making some growth right now. And our invitation, if you're listening in on this, is to take a careful examination of your own life and to ask yourself, where is some growth needed in your own life? Where is some courage needed to take your life forward? And where have you played small for the sake of fitting in? I just want to say thank you for uh, honoring that story with your dad today, because um, I know that's not easy to talk about. And um, it is courageous. <laughs> And you should know that. And uh, so I just want to say thank you because I know listeners will hear that and, and they'll appreciate that as well. Well, it's still very new because this just surfaced this last week. So I, I wasn't actually planning on sharing it, but it just seemed like it, again, synchronistically, it, yeah. it just merged because I think it was meant to emerge. So thank you for bringing the best out in me. Yeah, I think that's beautiful. And I think that's our, that's our, that's why we're here, right? Like everything in us, <laughs> you know, at the end of, at the end of it all, when we lay our heads down and, and we don't wake up again tomorrow, if I knew that, you know, our work had helped people see their capacity for authentic courage, that would be such a beautiful thing. So keep on with us on this journey. <laughs> We're all in it together. And uh, we'll just we'll just keep trucking along. I think this is beautiful. Thanks we for sharing love, that, Dave. We would love to hear from you. We would love to hear how this is impacting you and what decisions that you're making to step forward with a little more courage in your life or where courage has made a difference in the world around you. We are so interested and committed to supporting these stories. And this is why we're doing this. Thanks, Allie. 
Before you head out today, I wanted to let you know about our complimentary webinar David and I are doing. It's on Caring as Everything, the Art of Authentic Leadership. I think this is perfect for this time of year, moving into the holiday season, and just taking an opportunity to reflect. So if you'd like to join us, if, you, if you'd like to be inspired and be a part of one of our complimentary events, we'd love to have you. The links are in the podcast notes. So save your seat today. Space is limited. We'd love to have you there. Thank you so much for joining us once again for another episode of The Other Everest. It's our mission to continue to bring you engaging, heartwarming, and inspiring content. So if you have any feedback or suggestions, please feel free to visit davidirvin.com at any time, as we would love to hear from you. And if you're enjoying this podcast, please rate it or subscribe or simply share the episodes with people you know who would also enjoy this conversation. Authentic leaders create ripples in time. Those ripples extend to generations yet unborn. And it's not just impact in the here and now, but impact in here and forever. Thank you so much from the bottom of our hearts for being a part of this journey with us. Until we meet again. Thank you.